This is Channel 253. In this episode of Interchangeable White Ladies. The little kids are going to be like, why does Rudolph have a scab? I don't know. Maybe because he's trapped <laughs> and he's sad. <laughs> like, let him let him roam free a little bit in the, I don't know, in the gravel lot out back, you know? Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Today's essential question is how should we handle the holidays in the classroom? Are they uniquely special abroad? And what do we have to be thankful for this year? There's really three essential questions. That's fine. (laughs) Three in one. Yeah. It's like really good Nescafe. It's a freebie. This extra special short and sweet episode of the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is brought to you by those cheap chocolate advent calendars you used to get as a kid. Simply an impulse buy from your frazzled, overworked parents, your nana, or your elderly neighbor who might have been a witch. No, much like a chintzy dollar store puzzle of a Christmas scene resplendent with a portly white Santa and a gaudy tree, your waxy advent calendar is more than simply a combination of its component parts. It represents everything great about the holiday season. Anticipation, cutthroat capitalism, and a sweet sweet reward for your patience. Does it Mm. matter that the chocolates are really just an artificial chocolate-flavoring floor wax and sugar poured haphazardly into a shitty plastic tray? No, for opening each tiny door marked with a tiny number is like celebrating a little bit of Christmas every day. Never had an advent calendar because you don't celebrate Christmas? The holiday juggernaut has also churned from its bile-filled gullet candy-filled countdown calendars for both Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. So in honor of the raging war on Christmas, happy holidays. You know, that sponsor is just so perfect for our episode today. Ideal. Yeah, really ideal. So let's remind ourselves, uh, what are your personal feelings about this time of year? Um, <laughs> good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's year three of the, of the show, so we've talked a yeah. little bit about the holidays each year. Yeah. Yeah, we talked to Katie last year. That was really fun. If anyone time. remembers, I was Holiday Hero. Uh, we drank a fair amount of brandy and That's had true. a nice time talking about all the ridiculous things that she loved. Um, about this holiday season. That was really fun. I think the holiday season, I've actually come to like it more as an adult. I had a period of stress because you, when you're a child, Christmas is very magical. Mm-hmm. And then you realize when you're a grown up that you have to make it magical for other people. And that seems, <laughs> that feels really unjust. Like, why can't it just keep being magical for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how the Christmas, that's how the Christmas thing works. And so I've, in the last couple of years, I've come into kind of a feeling of comfortability and less stress in the holidays because I've tempered my expectations and <laughs> I have d- rediscovered things I enjoyed about Christmas that as an adult, I can facilitate for and indulge in for myself and I don't have to rely on someone else to do them for me. I had that shift like happen in the last couple of years. <laughs> like I can, I can stay up late and drink eggnog and like mm. I can buy the eggnog whenever I want. In my case, it's vegan eggnog, but I can like buy the eggnog whenever I want. You know, like I don't have to wait for my mom to bring it from the store. I can go buy it myself. Like you now have money to go do that. I do. And you could drink like three yeah. cartons and no one can say anything. No one to can you. say anything. I also realized like <laughs> if I am, if I want to go to, 
I don't know, drive around and look at Christmas lights. I can drive myself. Like, it's just those little mm. things that you think, like, which in a way is kind of um, sad because I've lost part of that childlike wonder about Christmas. But also, um, it's kind of a capitalist hellscape. So I'm really actually doing fine. I, I, I so kind of, yeah. When does the season start for you in your mind? Like, when is winter? Oh, or like, Is it after fall? Is there, like, a distinction between those things? I feel like the Christmas season holiday season i feel like i include halloween in the holiday season because mm, yeah i am yeah. like am a like a theater person and so that's just like part of the holiday season it's like magical and there's always like a potluck you know and it's like fun and so for me that's part of the holiday season but i don't really feel like it christmas has any business peeking its head around the corner until after <laughs> thanksgiving that's just kind of how i feel like Give and it, the give Philippines it, starts time, in September, you know? man. There's like yeah. Christmas carols, lights, right? And there all are people the buying real live Christmas trees the day after Thanksgiving. I'm like, that's going to be a battle of wills to keep that thing <laughs> looking good until the, until <laughs> January 8th when you take it down. So, um, yeah, I never remember to water it. Yeah, but so part of our episode today we want to talk about is just like the difference between our personal feelings about the holidays, yeah. and what those mean for us. But then, like, what does it mean for us as classroom teachers? Right, because that's kind of different, right? It is. Well, what are your feel- personal feelings about Christmas? Because I feel like that's important in the conversation too. Like, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, holidays start up in the fall. Um, I never celebrated Halloween growing up, but, like, I totally would wrap that in with the holidays, Thanksgiving, um, and then Christmas itself. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, there's some other holidays celebrated that I don't celebrate in my own tradition. Right. Um, I, we'll talk a little bit more about those later on, about some of the differences and how people kind of just bundle it up um, all together. But I also put in – so my birthday is December 26th, so, like, oh, you can yeah. send me a gift if you'd like. Feel free. Um, <laughs> PayPal or Venmo me if you really want. <laughs> Um, that would be awesome. Uh, and then New Year's, I think New Year's is also part of that holiday season to me. Yeah. So I have a lot of positive feelings, but um, that's like more on that personal level versus right. like in the professional level. level. So yeah, what's the, what do you feel um, is your, what are your limits or your responsibilities in the classroom around the holidays? So this is where I think it gets a little bit tricky, um, mm-hmm. especially like we're high school teachers. So to me, it's really not that complicated at the high school level. Um to kind of talk in general about the winter break. Like I usually use language around mm-hmm. what's the winter break or what are the holidays. Yeah. Um, and I don't find that even though like I identify as, well, I don't like to say I'm evangelical, but basically I am. <laughs> um, even though it's like Christmas, I don't I don't think there's a war on Christmas. I've talked about that before. Um, and I personally don't have a problem being like, hey, Merry Christmas if I'm out and about. Yeah. But it really just depends on the context. And I'm not necessarily saying that to kids unless kids say it to me first. Yeah. Um, usually I go with whatever the signal that they've given me in regards to that. What about you? I try. I sometimes over overdo it in the classroom in terms of like talking explicitly about. You're like Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Halloween, New Year's. Well, the big thing is I actually kids often rise to the occasion of like adding in other holidays because um, mm-hmm. what I, the thing that comes to mind for me is at uh, right before Thanksgiving break, I always talk to kids about like, hey, you know, this weekend is really fun for some families and it's a big. It's a big deal, and for some people, it's not a big deal, and some yeah. people they're not at home with their folks right now, and like it's just um, it can be kind of sad and chaotic around this time of year. And so, um, here's some harvest festivals from around the world mm-hmm. and how other people yeah. celebrate it. And so, what I mean by like kind of over overdo it is like 
I don't just talk about Christmas or Thanksgiving. I talk about like other harvest festivals and how that's a kind of universal human experience of like celebrating changes in the seasons. And because I'm a social studies teacher, that there's a connection to the curriculum. But you know, I um, I think. But you don't decorate your room with no, like no. You do some leaves because you're in Washington State periodically, right? right? Like, <laughs> yeah. right? But. I don't really, I don't You're decorate. Like, I had a kid, I have a drawing board where kids can, it's a white, extra whiteboard in my room where kids can do art with whiteboard pens and I periodically, you know, cl- wipe it off. But I had a kid write um, stuff for Christmas on the board and so kids could draw Christmas related things. Mm-hmm. And then o- over the course of the day, kids just walked up and were like, and Hanukkah and oh, Kwanzaa. And so by the end of the day, we had this like really great thing going on. Um, because not all of our kids celebrate Christmas. So that's one Mm -hmm. of the reasons I don't decorate is that that we have a diverse group of kids and I don't want to, I don't want to presume that they, that everybody celebrates Christmas. Yeah. How do you feel about, I know it's, we're talking about, uh, more December oriented holidays, but since the holidays has kind of expanded, how do you feel about talking about Thanksgiving? Because there's a lot of controversy around that. Oh, as a U.S. history teacher, I love to talk about Thanksgiving and like the demystification of Thanksgiving. Where kids will always be like, well, it's a, it was the pilgrims and the native tribes and they were all working together. I'm like, no, the white people were starving and dying because they were ill-prepared for the winter. So you have them draw a turkey with their hand and then write five uh-huh. things that they're, right, right, that five, the, they write five the white people brought write, to the natives? They, no, they, <laughs> they write um, the five main um, diseases and pestilences that killed indigenous people. And then the turkey then, gobble, gobble. You know, that's Piesta Resistance. That's the, that's the, the, uh, that's the, like, westward expansion. That's the turkey. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That sounds very appropriate. Of course. Um, So there's something taken Twitter by storm this last week. I don't know if you've Uh, seen it yet. I did see that. So I want to bring that to the table as part of this conversation. So some people, some of our listeners know Tom Rademacher. Um, He's a well-known writer. He's a dope teacher. He's from uh, Minnesota, I want to say. Did I get that wrong, Tom? Sorry. Shout out. Anyway, Tom's known for saying some things that get real, some people in a real, um, I don't want to say that, uh, certain phrases, but in a tizzy. Is that, is that the right word yeah, to use here? kind of stressed. Yeah, super stressed, especially yeah. white people. So it's really funny. He's a white yeah. dude. Um, side note. So one of the things he posted last week, which got people just like all kinds of upset. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read his tweet. It says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you know that the fun Christmas activity you're planning for the classroom? Stop. Unless you work at a Christian school, your room doesn't need any stockings or Santas or reindeer. And people got crazy. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I think um... – since he's kind of taken on the war on Christmas here, he's adopted yeah. the mantle of the war on Christmas. Um, you know, he's put himself in the crosshairs of all the mm. people who love Christmas and can't imagine their classroom without the glitter reindeer from the Dollar Tree, you know, hanging over the right. door. Um, yeah, I mean, people's replies were crazy. If you're if you're interested in that uh, conversation more directly, at Mr. Tom Rad, um, we'll link to it in the show notes. So, what do you think? What do you think, Annie? Is he right I, I in saying you that? You know what? I don't think it's enough to see Christmas stuff literally everywhere. We also should decorate our classrooms classrooms like the seasonal aisle at Target, and also make sure that it's um, as chaotic as a seasonal aisle at Target. Just stuff all over. <laughs> so, the what floor. does that mean? Is that like here's some snowflakes? Just like Christmas. Here's like some random Kwanzaa flags. Yeah, just like. So red velvet um, table settings, you know, with like white furry trim, and yeah, just like the works. The but it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be a nice balance between Santa and Jesus. Otherwise, it's uh, a. <laughs> 
Otherwise, it's not going to work. Because <laughs> your admin will walk in and be like, what's all this just this crazy stuff? And you'll be like, oh, Christmas? And they're but like, the, oh, but Santa. Yeah. yeah. So this is the thing I actually want to dig I'm into I'm being sarcastic for people who can't see my face. <laughs> the thing I want to dig into a little bit is like just that notion, right? Like how many, the replies really made me think about how many people, white people in particular, um, don't have to, or don't try to think about the fact if they're, especially if they're like part of the, you know, dominant religion, right? Yeah. They don't think about the fact that like, there are a lot of people that are outside of that particular faith, that religion, or even like the tangents of it, right? So I was thinking about mm-hmm. stockings and to me, some of that stuff has been very secularized. Um, like even Santa. So one of the things I had a good laugh about is like, um, several of my friends who I would argue are not particularly religious were like, oh yeah, Santa's so Christian. And I was like, having grown up in an evangelical home, we were like, no, Santa is not godly. He's not Christian. And then I know a few other, um, like affiliated, not evangelicals, but they were like, well, no, Santa is, you know, of course, St. Nick. Um, you know, there's some history there and I'm like, yeah, but when I grew up, I heard things like (laughs) Santa is an anagram for Satan. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's idolatry. He's your, he's your, he's your Christmas idol. Yeah, he's your Christmas idol and takes away from Jesus. Uh So, I mean, it's just really funny hearing kind of these different components. But do you think, like, go big and go inclusion mode? Like, get all the religions, get all the traditions, like, throw some trees, throw some, I don't know what else is there, unicorns. Like, just throw all that stuff in the classroom. Like you said, vomit target. Yeah. Or is it better not to do, to just pull that stuff all out? I think it's better to not do it. But I also, like, I think there's there's a balance available to you, which is like asking kids about the things that they celebrate or don't celebrate and why the time of year, like what the time of year means to them. Um, because I have kids do like writing activities or about like, you know, what are you, how are you feeling? Um, what's like teacher like logs where I'll write back to them. And so I think about kind of the interpersonal connection of like asking mm-hmm. kids really genuinely, like, what do you, what's important to you? Um, about this time of year or not important to you or what stresses you out. Um, so making connections that way. But, I mean, I think about, like, the Thanksgiving thing. We were going into a, th- a holiday, and this was a couple years ago. A kid asked me, like, where does Thanksgiving come from? It's, like, myth about white people and Native people. I, like, don't understand. Like, does, was that a real thing? And so it actually started from a kid asking, like, yeah. the the mythology, mythology of the first Thanksgiving. And But then, I, you know, it, it sort of spun off into this, like, well, if I'm talking about Thanksgiving, like, this is not the only harvest festival in the world, so I should talk about the mm-hmm. other ones. And that just kind of has stuck. But I don't know if you can do the same thing with Christmas. I'm not sure. I mean, I think you obviously you can do anything you want. Uh, but then also, like, how many days in class are you spending talking about holidays in December? Yeah. I don't know. Is it worth the time you take or or what? Yeah, I was just reading this piece um, in prep for the show called Stop Calling Hanukkah the Jewish Christmas, mm. um, and I'll link to it, but she basically, the writer goes in and talks a lot about um, just the need that it seems like uh, Christian Americans have to place everything in um, juxtaposition. Hey, lit word there. Shout hey, out to my job. English teacher. Just that's, that's me. SAT vocab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bonus credit exceeding um no that's really a nerd rubric jokes for those people with mm, grades anyway sorry. teacher nerds out there listening um so putting it in like juxtaposition putting it next to it right so always having to compare something to christmas or like just very eurocentric holidays yeah. and i thought that was really interesting because there's the element of like we want to make sense of the world so we try to put things in relation to what we understand and what we know yeah. um on the other hand it just reinforces some really dominant um 
dominant culture and really marginalize other folks. And so I'll link to the, like I said, I'll link to it, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, and there's this really great quote. She says, um, for me being told I can bring my menorah too doesn't feel like inclusion. It feels like the dominant culture using a Jewish holiday that coincidentally falls close to their holiday to justify bending the rules that separate church and state. Huh. What do you think about that? I think that's, that makes sense. I mean, I, you know, it's, um, oh, it, we can ha- do the Christmas stuff in a public place so long as we include everybody else with, a, you know, adjacent holidays. And mm-hmm. it's really, that makes sense to me. I've never heard it phrased that way, but it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, yeah. I I didn't, because I where I grew up, I didn't have, I had no Jewish friends growing up, one Jewish friend growing up. Um, but I think a lot about, like, if I had been exposed to information about Hanukkah as a kid, I would have a better understanding of, um, I don't know, just like a better understanding of humanity. Like, and I didn't have mm-hmm. that. Like in my public school, like we had, we had a Christmas concert where we sang mm-hmm. Christmas music and it was like the first Noel, right? In a public school. I mean, that was the nineties. Everything was kind of fast and loose, but, but it was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, uh, I never, we never talked about Hanukkah. There was never a menorah. There was never, you know, and so I think about what you're exposed to matters because if I had had that experience, I would have, I would think about Hanukkah in different terms. So the fact that she points that out, like, and I'm 33 years old and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, and I think that puts up a tough, I think the hardest people have to deal with this conversation is elementary school teachers, which we're not right. Because of just like the pressures about Mm -hmm. decorating and so on and making things fun for kids. Um, and then choir teachers, like you reminded me, um, I was talking to a choir teacher this week and she was saying in elementary school, they did this, uh, cute song called like something like, I love hot chocolate. It was like hot, 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 hot chocolate, 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 hot, hot. I think it's from the Polar Express movie. Yeah. (laughs) That's a cute, not religious. It's like wintery. Right. And so, um, I thought, well, that's kind of a nice way of, of making sure that, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of kids love hot chocolate and it seems like kind of pulling that out a little bit. Yeah. Hey, actually, let's take a quick break. Perfect. Um, and then let's talk about some things that are different. Other things. Oh, excellent. <laughs> okay. Hey, Hope, I have the craziest story for you. Okay, what happened? I dreamed I booked a flight for my mom. With Alaska, right? Well, obviously, it was a dream, not a nightmare. <laughs> Ooh, you scared me for a second there. Yeah, so in my dream, I was trying to do something nice for her, and I thought, I know, I'll give her the world. That seems a little expensive and stop, very stop, Aladdin stop. from it like the It is my 90s. dream. I'll give her the world with the gift of travel. I can show you the world. <laughs> so listen, in my dream, Michael B. Jordan was an Alaska Airlines oh, flight okay. attendant. This dream just went up a yeah. whole notch. Uh-huh. Yep. Can I jump in that dream? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You were in it, and everyone we know was in it. Um, it was amazing, as you can imagine. So he was giving me fruit and cheese plate, and Uh-oh. he told me I gave the cheese plate to my the cheese part to my neighbor because you know vegan, but the fruit yeah. was divine. I so I, I told he told me. Did you, did you know you can share your Alaska miles? Did you know that? Michael B. Jordan told me this in my dream. It's $10 <laughs> to share $10,000. Oh, that's not bad at all. That means that after saving up your miles, you could give your mom a round-trip ticket for less than $40 out of pocket. So that's like a really unknown secret, I think, and pretty yeah. amazing. How'd the dream actually end? Well, I woke up before it got really good. Oh, man. Bummer. But Alaska saved the day. I woke up and I shared my miles. That's really smart. I'm so glad it worked out. Hey, to book your next flight... Go to alaskaair.com. We We fly Alaska. And we're back. Before we launch back into the war on Christmas, we want to uh, 
put in a plug for our membership program with Channel 253. So if you go to channel253.com backslash membership, you can become a sponsor of our shows on the channel. And yeah. what that means is a $4 a month commitment or a $40 a year commitment, and you support the program programming that you love. So please do that. Support us. I think it's slash membership, but we'll just keep running. Is it, isn't the backslash the one that goes this way? Uh, backslash. <laughs> I don't know. From See, I'm looking at you, so oh, you're, you're confusing me because I can't see backwards. I should just say slash. <laughs> I think it's like, slash. It's slash is back, so it's a backslash, right? Uh, backslash means the top of it is to the left. Backsplash? Backsplash. No, that's what you have in your sink. No. That's what you're remodeling. That's what we're remodeling. I think we're good. So, okay. speaking of the war on Christmas that Tom Rodebacher brought to white Christian uh, lady teachers yeah. everywhere across the United States, um, other than I feel the like, I feel like he, he could have only been more controversial if he had dragged like teachers pay teachers again. That would have been. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think if he had talked about Target, maybe, like, at the yeah. same time. Like, yeah. if the tweet had Target rolled in there, too, like, right. stop with your Christmas activity that you got from Target. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have taken it to a whole other level. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, besides, like, other than the separation of church and state, what do you think are some other issues with celebrating Christmas at school? I know we've hinted at them, but do you think there's less of a problem when we view Christmas or this whole season as more of a secular holiday, or do you think it's it's different than that? Um... I think as a secular holiday, it's it's maybe worse because you think about the kind of pressure on people to buy stuff for mm. each other um, because kind of the secular aspect of it is the like consumerist sort of um, yeah. rat, rat race, right? So I think about even, you know, things that appear innocent for kids like Secret Santa, right? Mm. Like that that can be a burden on kids and families that like, oh, we're all in the Secret Santa unless you make it like – you have a one dollar limit. Get creative, you know that like that kids like we have kids who can't afford to participate, and so and having things like that, if it's a kid's idea and it's like reasonable, I guess it's fine. But like teachers sponsoring that in the classroom and making it like mm-hmm. a what Christmas is really about is buying stuff, yeah. right? That feels gross. Also, I don't know if it's more gross yeah. or I'm not sure. We actually, you know, well, we have we have laws in America about like. <laughs> Separation of church and state um, about not – Just a and couple. It's, it's co- codified in the law. Like it's just there, right? Like yeah. there's not laws about about gift exchanges at school, but I feel like, <laughs> you know, so it's not like a legal issue, but I feel like it's kind of a emp- empathy issue. Like you know kids can't afford it, mm-hmm. so you're going to put them in a position of like, oh, you should buy something for someone else. Mm-hmm. They'll buy something for you, and it's going to be something you hate, like some bath bombs mm-hmm. and some nasty old candy. And that's Merry Christmas, children. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I also hate, speaking of Secret Santas, I also hate when they force that, like, at a school. So I was at a a school um, a few districts ago, and they were mandatory, like, making it a mandatory Secret Santa, which I was like, what? what? First of all, Okay, Secret Santa has to be voluntary, otherwise it's not legit. Yeah, and then some of the teachers um, were not, like, I I believe were, like, Buddhist and, like, just a mix of different religions, and even though I just argued that Santa is not Christian a few minutes ago, um, it's still, like, affiliated, right? And so... 
Um, I just was like, what the heck? And so I went and talked to those teachers because I, I was like, do you feel, is this just me noticing this or do you feel this way? And yeah. we talked a bit about it. And then I went and talked to the staff or the prince, person who like put it out. And I was like, we shouldn't, one, force people to do this. And two, right. it's really not inclusive. Can we like come up with a, another cute name? And I don't know if that's better, but it just somehow feels a little bit Holiday better. gift exchange. <laughs> Happy holidays. Hey, exactly. And at this point, What, do you school, hate capitalism? Um, out, out here in the UAE, it's an option. So, like, they there was an email that went out from one of the social committees that was like, hey, does anyone want to do this? And so yeah. I'm like, well, at least it's a little better right. in that sense. But it's interesting because here we even have more uh, range of religions. But kind of to your point about the secularization of Christmas, um, I think a lot of people just kind of associate, chalk it up to that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that, like, um, you know, there's this this is a this is a vegan in me talking but there's this sort of <laughs> yes, a, there's vegan. this sort of a, a commodification of animals that happens around the holidays mm. too like there are a lot of places it'll be like come see the reindeer and the reindeer are in like a 10 by 10 pen that has like a super high ceiling fence so they can't jump out and you're like why do they want to jump out Maybe they don't want to be held captive and poked through the fence by a bunch mm. of children right like they want to they want to fly they want to be free right like they mm. can fly so that's yeah. Doug, that was, that was all Doug. They can fly. I mean, like, they want to be free. And so, um, I don't know. Like, I get that kind of, that element of it is kind of strange to me as well. And it's really, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's really other animals. It's just reindeer. But somebody was telling me about that recently. They were like, oh, it's really cute. You should see the reindeer. And I, like, I'll be honest. I have gone to see the reindeer. And I do mm. think they're cute. Shame. No, but, well, fellow <laughs> vegans would probably shame. But I've been, you know, at a place that had reindeer in a pen. And I just wish they had more humane conditions for animals during the holidays because it's cold outside. I mean, yeah, reindeer from a cold climate. Look, I've just gone on a tangent. Essentially, be nicer to animals, everybody. Maybe what you're saying is people should start knitting sweaters for these reindeers for in the public reindeer. spaces. Is that what yeah. I'm hearing you say? Yeah. And then um, give them a bigger pen. Because mm-hmm. otherwise they're going to rub their faces against the fence because they're stressed. And then the little kids are going to be like, why does Rudolph have a scab? I don't know. Maybe because he's trapped <laughs> and he's sad. <laughs> like, let him let him roam free a little bit in the, I don't know, in the gravel lot out back, you know. Sorry. <laughs> I can stop anytime. There's the best part is, <laughs> this, this comes off of like I went to go look at camels today, and so I'm just picturing. Oh the yeah, I saw like, your pictures of, ca- of the camels. <laughs> was it a camel race? Is that what you what you did? Yeah, there's camel racetracks. Side note, um, we don't have reindeers here, but we got camels. We have camels, and so we went to explore a camel racetrack, um, which I'll probably blog about in a couple weeks when I have more time. But yeah, yeah it was hilarious. But it's interesting because like the camel, and then we went to the camel market. So it's like hundreds of camels in just like, like what you imagine, out. like kind of in pens, but they're free. But like they're just in an enclosed area that's kind of half open. Like the camels like started coming out of their thing, and we're like, "Whoa, the camels coming yeah. out! <laughs> what is it doing?" That's so, awesome. Anyway. Remind me of the reindeer. I thought, oh, I wonder if it's like the equivalent here. Yeah. Um, so one of the things this has reminded me of this holiday is it reminds me of the fact that like, you know, in the States there's so pu- so much push for like the winter wonderland. Oh, yeah. As like what makes the holiday the, the holiday. At, you go to Belgium like, Square and they're like, we'll shave some ice over your head and pretend it's snow. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And like the whole, <laughs> exactly. And so the whole <laughs> traditions around that. Um, but how much of the world actually the holiday season happens in like a hot climate. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Well, like in Australia, mm-hmm. like is it's what 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 it's, it's summer hot there, right? there right now. Like it's almost summer. Yeah. So yeah. I think some people, you know, picture skiing, but other people are like, no, the you know this winter holiday is actually 
yeah. not cold. And, and in, in Australia, like you go skiing in June mm-hmm. or July. Like, because yeah. there is ski. You know what I found out recently? That there is ski, there are ski resorts in Australia. I feel like I should have known that, but I didn't. <laughs> but now I do. But you can't ski at Christmas in Australia. No. It's not, that's actually it's not perfect possible. for the teacher holiday time. Yeah. Just go in July when it's your summertime. Yeah. That also says like how like northern hemisphere centric mm-hmm. the world is in terms of like how we celebrate holidays. Because you think about how do you celebrate Christmas when it's 90 degrees outside? I don't know. Yeah. Make so it work, a couple I things I noticed like with the shift here. So basically um, the shift of weather happened like November, which everyone told us. But we were like, oh, yeah, it is. And part of that is because it's dark earlier. So it's less oh. hot, obviously. Yeah. Um, the sun goes down. But little things like. I started noticing there's a ton of camping gear basically popped up in all the stores. Oh. Because this is the time people go camping. Because it's, it's, it's cooler out. Pleasant outside. Uh-huh. And then apparently in the desert it gets really cold um, at night. Cold. I don't like air quotes. Um, but I, I don't believe that yet. So I have I've yet to experience that part of it. Yeah. So that was interesting. And in the store you'll see like camping gear right next to, you know, some trees, right next to some lights, right next to. Um, the other thing in the UAE is we celebrate National Day. And so oh. that happened um, at the beginning of December. And and so the UAE flag colors are black, green, red, and white. Let me look at my flag. Yep, that's right. Um, in, my, in the background here. And so, like, it's funny because to me, green and red are already associated with this time of yeah. year. And then I just love that UAE colors are up around. So it's been interesting because it really just shifted to, like, it's sort of, it's this festive, camping, this hangout season, way. Yeah. national day. Yeah. And there's tons of, like, fireworks and there's just, like, it's really, really um, lit, as, they, as the kids used to say. <laughs> yeah. And That's the teachers awesome. still say poorly. It's true. Yeah. We still say it because we're dorks. <laughs> yeah. I thought that interesting. And the other that thing you had asked me. That's um, different. What's that? It says different. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. and, and cool. Like I, I didn't know that. Now I do. Yeah. Well, and then the, the other thing, thing about like holiday season as a whole. So we have a lot of folks from India and various places mm-hmm. around India that celebrate Diwali. Oh, yeah. Um, which I believe, I want to say, is that a Hindu related yes, religion? Yes. It's a festival of holiday? lights. Um, I'll have to look, I'll, I'll look it up and link to it in the, in the show yeah. notes, but even that's like a festival of lights. And so yeah. there's big, there's like traditional foods and there's lights everywhere. And everyone's mm. like Diwali festival and like people go so excited. And so that's been really cool. I'm um, awesome. seeing here. One thing I appreciate here is we don't have, um, black Friday sales, oh, craziness, that's obsession. That's great for you. Black Friday is awful. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Yeah. I was um, – I don't ever do it because I was in college when it was a, a big thing out of Vancouver that was like – that's when like Buy Nothing started with the um, – mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of that magazine. It was sort of a subversive like ad-free magazine that came out of Vancouver, Canada. And yeah. it was – and they were like, yeah, Buy Nothing. And they like started the whole Buy Nothing thing. And, and I, I just got on board. I was like, I'm not purchasing stuff. Like I don't yeah. need it. And I did go – we did go to Goodwill. The Saturday after Black Friday, and I need to tell everyone this is really important for next year. You need to put it on your calendar. The day after Black Friday, Saturday, at Goodwill Industries, the thrift store, they have 50% off everything. And I got two pair of brand new pants for $4. Anyway, hey, discount. Awesome. Well, isn't it like Black Friday, um, Small oh, Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Thursday when places are open at midnight for Yahoo's to go and buy things or 11 p.m. on Thanksgiving, Gray Thursday. Yeah, Black Friday. <laughs> Wait, is, that, is that what it's called now? It's a real thing. Small Business Saturday, <laughs> and then there's Cyber Monday. Yep. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for us to do champagne and real pain. Sounds great. Let's do it. Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. 
But I kind of feel like since we're, you know, in the quote-unquote spirit, uh, last year we passed out cookies and lumps mm-hmm. of coal. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so our champagne this year is actually Christmas cookies. But awesome. secular Christmas cookies with just mm. Santa hats and... Uh, Maybe no Santa hats, Annie. That's not secular. Isn't that the moral of our episode? Snowflakes. 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 There we go. Um, Just a tree with no decor. What about a palm tree? Like it's (laughs) a little less. A palm tree. (laughs) Right? I mean, right? Let's be more inclusive. What about Um, Southern Hemisphere stuff? (laughs) I'm definitely thankful for friends and family. That's my Mm. champagne cookie today. Um, Are you feeling that this time of year? Yeah, uh, just appreciating. uh, I just also came back from a trip to Kenya and just thinking about how lucky I am to be born where I was born and raised the way I was raised and have access to education and have access to a lot of opportunities um, that a lot of people would really, really love to have. And so I think sometimes it's easy to be ungrateful or to be like, oh, I wish I could do blah, blah, blah. Um, But yeah, I'm really grateful for all that stuff. So absolutely. Uh, Real coal. Coal. Uh, the rat race in the debt of the holidays. I just heard this statistic that people have like, it's on average like $1,100 worth of debt after the holidays and then spend the rest of the next year trying to pay it off. And it's just Mm. like too much. Like, like we, I feel like this is my personal feeling. And so do what you want with your life, but it might be some time for some limits, like limit the number of gifts you give, types of gifts you give. Like, um, there's this cool thing, want, need, wear, read, like limit it. To just those four things, something you want, something you need, something you're going to wear, and something you're going to read. Or the source of your gifts, like try thrifting, antiquing, or crafting something because recycling, upcycling. Mm. Because there's so many cool ways that you can gift that don't involve creating a lot of waste and that planets on fire. So we should probably stop throwing gasoline on it. Probably. There's also a lot of organizations, um, nonprofits that you can use instead of like buying something for somebody else, like you can use that money and donate and actually help people's livelihood like goats and cattle and um, like small business microloans. And you can really focus on things that you care about. And I think getting your family on board with those things is also pretty powerful. Like going in together can be a bonding experience, which is the point of, you know, I think a lot of people want to give gifts, right, to Mm -hmm. connect with each other. Absolutely. Hey, one thing I was thinking about with giving uh, coal, uh, I think we should give coal to some of like the worst holiday traditions. And I mean, I know that's like really biased because yeah, we're saying some people love these are the these worst. Things that are... And specifically, let's go Christmas holiday traditions. Yeah. Worst I, ones. What I you got? Elf on a Shelf is Ugh. the worst. Um, it's a new, they call it like the new holiday tradition. I'm like, don't start with me. That's, an, that's enough. That's plenty. The first time I saw somebody putting pictures of Elf on a Shelf, they bought it like the first year it came out and were like, oh my God, Elf on a Shelf, it's so fun. Blah. It became such a burden. And I'm just like, I don't. And then there's Pinterest boards that are like, how do I pose my uh. Elf on a Shelf to entertain my children? And I'm like, they don't need to be entertained. You tone it down. Like they don't. Yeah. It's just like not not necessary. Also creepy because it's like the elf is watching mm. you. Like stop surveillance state. Like I think we talked about this last year, but I still yeah. it just chaps my you know what every every time. So. Do you remember too? Last year we learned about like the racist black version of this. Like yeah. that they basically in the Netherlands uh-huh. or wherever it was. We'll uh-huh. link back to it. Yeah, we'll link to that one. That's a great episode with Katie Evans where we talk about holiday stuff from last year. Although, a throwback to – I think we talked about in that episode too, the elf sign at Tacoma Storage. I do appreciate that actually. I think that's fun when they take the (laughs) S off the self-storage and says elf storage. I'm going to go ahead and give a a small lump of coal to some quote-unquote holiday drinks. Like we always talk crap about pumpkin spice lattes, but we've talked about the love-hate relationship with that drink here. 
Um, you're an eggnog person, yeah? Uh, I mean, I used to be like a like a pure eggnog person, like Martha mm. Stewart, like six egg yolks or whatever. But um, <laughs> since I don't then eat eggs anymore, vegan. I I found some eggnog substitutes that I really like. Pretty much any like chilled beverage that has uh, that's creamy and has nutmeg in it is like fine. I have a really good mm. recipe for a banana based um, eggnog. Well, I mean, eggnog's yeah. not really fair. Egg, like egg with one G, okay? Um, but um, it's made with bananas and nutmeg. And if you like bananas, it's like it's really good. If you don't like bananas, then obviously don't make it. But it's like a banana smoothie with nutmeg in it. It's good. So what's the worst, quote-unquote, holiday drink? <laughs> Doug, feel free to weigh the in worst? on this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're worst. like, overrated people. Stop drinking that. <clears throat> um, overrated, stop drinking it. I mean, anything that has more than four pumps of syrup in it. Like just mm. just eat the sugar. Like I don't even know if it's a particular flavor. It's just like these drinks that are like six hundred calories because they have like half a bottle of syrup in them. And I understand yeah. like you want something sweet, but like you're gonna have to go see the dentist literally the day after you drink that. So like tone it down. Also, it's gonna give you a crazy sugar crash. I think that's mine. It's like the salted caramel peppermint. Yep. You know, uh, the cinnamon dolce latte thing. That's like. So much sugar in <laughs> it. Just string your words together. I'm gonna, yeah, talk crap about peppermint. I love me some mint, and I like sure. some like a mint mocha. It's kind of nice, but peppermint yeah. just too much, too many drinks. Stop pumping that stuff yeah. in there. Doug, well, any I, drinks? What do you think, Doug? Uh, I think grappa is disgusting, but I have no <laughs> idea whether it's a holiday beverage or not. <laughs> mm. We'll see. It is. Yeah, I, I, I kind of uh, don't like bananas, so your oh, banana yeah. thing sounds. Disgusting. I think that you could use some other kinds of fruit, maybe, but like I'm I've, all good with that. But yeah, you know what would be really good is like a coconut. If you took just like a full fat coconut milk and did like all the eggnog seasonings, that'd be that'd be delightful. That'd be really good. You gotta like coconut yeah. though, otherwise, you know, no dice. Try it out and then tell us in the new year. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you. I'll I'll check back in. Uh, final things that I really don't like about the holiday traditions. I'm gonna say like the obligation that people feel to like make a bunch of cookies. Oh yeah. I think sometimes people are really good at baking, and I love those cookies coming to the staff room yeah. and being dropped in my mailbox. But a lot of the time, it's just like they're real dry. They were like four weeks old when you made them back in, or, or um, like right at Thanksgiving, like and I felt obligated the... to eat it. Totally. Or they dropped by the grocery store on their way to work and it's those ones mm. that are like chalk with like cr- sugar crystals like pasted to the top. And you're like, why? This isn't good. Like, and it's not your heart's in the right place. But like, dude, just no, just don't do that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. get donut holes instead. If you didn't make them, your heart's in the wrong place. If you didn't make them, Hey-o. your heart's in the wrong place. Hey-o. Your heart's at the safe way. If you didn't make them, you didn't. Make them. <laughs> Uh, or the Tesco here, or the Choice Rums, or, oh, yeah. the, or the Spars, the grocery store we have, some of the grocery stores we have here. Excellent. Um, any other final lumps of coal for bad holiday traditions at this time of year, especially um, Christmas ones? I was thinking about um, the one that we had in our notes was the over-romanticization of white Christmas in this time of year. I mean, just like, I, you know, thinking about like how god-awful it is to drive in the snow. When it is when you're in Washington, like people don't really realize you're from the the people from the Midwest. They come out here and they're like, y'all are losers because you can't drive in the snow. <laughs> but they don't don't really realize that we don't have hard freezes that stay frozen. Like we'll have like, oh, it'll snow two feet and then it'll sort of melt and then it'll refreeze overnight. And it creates this like black ice. that's like super treacherous. And my friends who are from the Midwest, the first winter, they're like, yeah, it's cool. We got four wheel drive. And then they were like, oh, God, this is really different than Minnesota. 
Like this mm. snow is different. It's di- it feels different under your feet. It crunches different. It's like uh, way icier. It's really scary. So like to me, the romanticization of um of like having snow on Christmas, yeah, cool. Except then you can't leave your house for like three days. So I don't know. Yeah, you have an underlying underlying layer of death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> well, hope you don't have so, that problem. It doesn't snow there. So we don't. We have um, periodically. It's like once a year. There's a rain day. So we had a oh. rain day a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, because there That's was exciting. a threat of rain. Oh. Um, apparently, the government had like seeded the clouds for a couple days to help with like the environment and some other stuff um, up in Dubai. Which is a little bit away from us, um, but they had there was like some some like wind storm sandstorm combination that had happened, and so they were um, there was a warning that had gone out, and so all the schools closed for a whole day, wow. and so all of us from Washington were so like, it's kind of, <laughs> so it's kind of like a and there was storm like, warning, or? <laughs> and there was like no, it was like a little windy, but they, yeah, it was actually very not that big of a deal, huh. and then in the end there was in the nighttime there was like a couple drops, and we were like, huh, okay. Is it, don't fear, very often, is it so. a fear of f- flash flooding? Is that what it is or what? I think that's what it is. So you know how we no. were talking about in Washington, they're mm-hmm. not equipped for dealing with yeah. snow. It's the same principle here. So I was. They don't have like drainage in the streets. And so probably it just pools everywhere once it Yeah, it's raining. just not the infrastructure because they don't need to have it, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, some kids told me that they had come to school like last year, I guess, on one of the days that was had a storm warning. And when they got to school, the rain kept coming down and it started flooding the campus. And oh, so, no. Yeah, they had to cancel like in the middle of the day, I guess, and go home. Oh, that's not good. So preemptively, I think that's just, yeah, the yeah. infrastructure. We left in the middle of the day for a snow day last year because it was um, our staff parking lot at Lincoln is down this like mm. death chute. It's like a hill and so you can't get up it or down it. It's treacherous. Well, you All know right, what? I Annie. think we should probably uh, do our final segment really fast and, um, and say Merry Happy Kwanzaa? Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy, happy holidays. Happy I'm holidays. Do but your I'm happy. homework. Interchangeable. White ladies. Go read the craziness that is Tom Rademacher's tweet thread, but uh, challenge yourself if you get offended because yes. maybe you need to be more reflective than you're being. Yes. Um, also, make your New Year's resolution this year because I know you're going to make one and you're going to fail. Um, so try to make <laughs> it something that helps someone else so you feel obligated to finish it. Like, um, consider like causes that you care about and devote some time to those this year. Um, uh, doesn't have to be money, you know, you can devote your time and, um, think about some ways to give back. I know that we spend a lot of time, uh, holiday season's a little self-indulgent. So think about, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, what's the way to give back that is meaningful to you and make that your New Year's resolution this year. Social justice okay. causes or charities. Yeah. Oh, one final thing I want to mention. Um, Teaching Tolerance has a really great series on how to, like, deal with the holidays and to address it in a classroom specifically. And I know it's maybe a little late for some folks, but... I, there's still more holidays in the second, you know, totally. second half of the year, the new year. Uh, and one in particular, they have a guide that I'll link to called the Anti-Bias Guide to the Holidays. And I really love some of the recommendations about just that tension between inclusion or just like um, avoiding it altogether. And so they help you wrestle yeah. with that. Excellent. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. Oh my gosh, I need to spit out some phlegm. Hold on a second. <laughs> Where'd it go? The Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.